I'm John Nazari, and you're listening to Deaf Dialogue, audio plays about everyday New Yorkers. In this episode, you are about to hear the world premiere of A Sidewalk Talk. Construction workers, Roger and Dave, are having their lunch break on the sidewalk, watching people passing by in busy midtown Manhattan. Good afternoon, beautiful. See, not even a half a smile, not even a nod, not even a twitch of the lip. Oh, I take a twitch of the lip from already done. How do they do it? Why? How do they just walk by us like we're invisible? They look right through you. I'm sitting on cinder blocks. Speaking of which, I think I'm getting a hemorrhoid. Until they need us, and they will need Tommy us. Tommy Bonadonna was right. Tommy Bonadonna was right. Who the hell is Tommy Bonadonna? He was my foreman, my first day in the business. He said, kid, don't ever sit on concrete. You get hemorrhoids. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, I get what you're saying. You feel ignored. Because the worst thing in the world is to feel ignored. But I'm sure, unconsciously, you do it to others too. Others too, I'm sure you I do it. I never ignore anyone. Well, well, what about the homeless? What about the homeless? You ignore them. If a homeless guy says, hi, how you doing? I'll throw him a, how do you do? I've seen you in Penn Station. You don't look twice at those homeless people. You ignore them, too. Them you ignore, too. Huh? Yeah, maybe I should ignore you. You can't. I'm your new partner. You know, more and more, who you sound like? Your old partner, Del Duco. Del Duco? How the hell do I sound like Del Duco? Right there. You're repeating everything the way he did. Saying it once, then stressing it again. Don't you hear yourself? I didn't realize it. It's annoying. I'm sorry, Roger. I'm sorry, Roger. There you go again. He got into your unconscious. How long you guys worked together? Two years. Broke my heart when they laid him off. They laid him off for cooking on the job, right? I told them not to bring in his George Foreman grill. He brought it in. He would stop working 15 minutes early to fry his meat. He got caught by the owner at 11.15 grilling pork chops. He's a bodybuilder, yeah, right? son of a bitch could bench press 300 pounds. 300 pounds. He must have an infectious personality. So what are you saying? I got infected by his personality? Pretty much. I think you're right. I think you're right. At first, um, I was in denial. But then I would catch myself. People rub off on you. You did work with the guy for two years. I gotta say, the last two years have been good to me. Uh, Maybe it's because you're acting like someone else. I've been working steady. I, I quit smoking pot. I got a new girlfriend. Ever think she could be dating Del Duco? Behind my back. No way. They never even met. Not him, literally. I mean his personality. See if she's dating you, but you're acting like Del, Del Duco. Who is she really dating? Who is she dating? And the bigger question is, if I could easily turn into him, who the hell am I? You're the one with the hemorrhoids. Come on, man, this ain't funny. What do you think you are? You are who you are. Yeah, I don't know now. No, I don't know. Don't stress it too much. Tell him, honey. See, she smiled. You know why she smiled? She looks like a Keith Richards. She's ugly. The ugly ones will talk to you, but not the hot ones. They got ice in the veins, the hot one. My whole life, it's been a lot. Welcome to the club. This is a big deal, a big deal. I'm not 12 years old, I'm a grown man. I think I'm having an identity crisis right here on 7th Avenue, at lunch break. 
Do you want to call Del Duco? No, I don't want to call Del Duco. Come on, man. This ain't a joke. Can you help me out here? Uh, what do I look like, a therapist? No, but I'm desperate. You know, we're now covered for mental illness through the benefit program. Yeah, by the time I get an appointment to see someone, who knows who I'll turn into by then? I could turn into you. Uh, you don't want my life. My life's no picnic, believe me. I got a wife who doesn't work, doesn't clean, doesn't cook. Just sits in the living room all day, chain-smoking cigarillos, and binge-watching season two of The Sopranos. I hear that, that theme song in my sleep. I don't even know if it's the cigars or the show. She started to sound like Paulie Walnuts. Now I wish I was someone else. Yeah, at least you know who you are. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. I got an idea. Remember when you and I worked together five years ago at the, at the Dong Bang Hotel in Chinatown? Yeah, we have free cable. At coffee break, we watch Wendy Williams' show in Chinese. Maybe if you're able to remember how I was back then, you could help me find my old identity. Okay, sure. I'll try to remember back then. Great! Uh, there were rumors that you were gay. Come on, man. I'm serious. Guys thought you were gay. Besides that. All right, let me think. Quiet. I didn't say anything. No, you were quiet. I was going through a tough time back then. You were going through a divorce, that's right. You and I were partners for a day. You were telling me about your divorce. Your wife was a teacher or something. A principal. She was screwing the janitor, right? Yeah, that you got right. You have a son. You were worried about seeing your I kid. I have a daughter. That's right. Do you see her? Once in a while. When they're in town. What, she joined the circus? No, my wife hit the lotto after we got divorced. She met a rich guy, huh? No, she literally hit the lotto. Fifty million. Damn. Wait. You're the poor bastard they're talking about whose wife hit the lotto after the divorce? I thought they were talking about the other Dave with the ponytail. No, I'm the poor bastard. I'd want to be someone else, too, if I was you. Sorry, man. That's all right. I'm very happy for her. Yeah, well, she'd been playing those numbers a long time. She was dedicated to those numbers, and they finally paid off. Yeah, she sounds really devoted. Did she at least throw you a bone, buy you a co-op, lease you a car? Uh, the divorce had me in a bad way. I, I was bankrupt. I was living in the Lower East Side in a flop house. Like, she was nice enough to lend me the money so I could buy a flip phone for Metro PCS so I could keep in touch with my daughter. But she's at that age and doesn't really want to talk what to me bitch. anymore. What a bitch. That's a tough age. Not your daughter. Your ex-wife. She lent you money to buy a flip phone? How generous. What a big spender. What did that cost? $29.99. I paid her back along with the alimony. Alimony? Yeah, I pay her a thousand a month alimony. Let's she's a millionaire. She needs your money. Yeah, sure. Now she's a millionaire. But not at the time when we were married. I thought she was a principal. Don't they make good money? Usually, but she worked at a charter school. They got no union representation. I was working a lot of OT back then. They based my salary on it. Meanwhile, all that OT ended up costing me my marriage. I was so tired every night, I couldn't satisfy her needs. The sexual needs. No, her dietary needs. She was a vegan, and I, I couldn't cook her dinners. You don't know how stressful it is to be a vegan, especially in the Bronx. Meanwhile, she fell off the vegan train, 
and started ordering out a lot. All their takeout food from Marvel Cavallos, put weight on her, the veal parmesan, the cow's arms. She developed a complex, ended up having an affair with Jose. A janitor? No, Jose was a uh, tenant. He lived in the basement apartment. He worked at Jacoby Hospital, cleaning the blood and guts off the surgical tools. Nice kid. Hey, sounds like a real prince. The janitor's name is Fabrizio. They ended up getting married. Good for him. Well, they travel a lot, as you would imagine. And he speaks Slovenian. Everyone's just fine and dandy, and you're happy as a I clown. try to see the good in life, and it helps. I mean, I finally got a decent place to stay. I mean, it's above a pet lane, and the parrots keep me up at night. But one of them does a mean Al Pacino when he's in the mood. I'm dying over here! You got a great ass! You gotta hear it, it's sick. Plus, I got a great girlfriend. Where'd you meet her? Oh, the hookup site. Yeah, plenty of fish. We're going on three weeks now. We got another week left. <laughs> then it's all downhill. Are you still in the constantly having sex phase? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, we do it, but uh, it's, I got to catch her in, uh, in between outbreaks. It's a small window. She's got genital herpes. Oh, man. But we have fun in so many ways. She's orally gifted. She sucks a mean one, She huh? plays the harmonica in a blues band. Every Thursday night at Lenny's Clam Bar in City Island, they do a lot of lead belly covers. You should come one night. It's a great time. Oh, yeah, sure. Listen, I know we got off topic about how you remember me, but is there anything else you can remember? We got to go back to work in five minutes. All right, all right, let me... Didn't you uh, donate a kidney? Oh, yeah, to Skippy. Well, we both had the same negative B blood type, which is extremely rare. So it was a no-brainer. You and Skippy close? We had a nice conversation once while waiting for the service elevator. He seemed like a good guy. So you gave me a kidney? It was nothing. I just couldn't do any heavy lifting for a while. Luckily, my super George lent me his dolly so I could take out the what trash. What a good Samaritan. You could say that again. Nobody's going to lend you that dolly. Believe me. I'm not talking about your super George. I'm talking about you. You gave up a kidney, man. Yeah, it's no big deal. I drink the ocean spray every morning. I never heard anything like it. Your ex-wife cheats on you, then wins the lotto, and you're happy for her. Your girlfriend has an STD, and you're thrilled because she plays a mean harmonica. And now you're telling me that you gave up a kidney to a guy that you met in the elevator, and you couldn't be happier? Yep. How the hell do you do it? How do you stay so positive? I always keep a smile in my heart. A smile in your heart. A smile in your heart. It goes a long way. Where'd you get that from, Del Duco? Oh, that's mine. Del Duco used to say, make it happen, but not in your pants. But I, that has a negative thing. I don't know if I can sit here anymore. Anadana was right, right? I almost feel unworthy to be sitting next to us on a cinder block with a guy like you. You make Gandhi jealous. Oh, no. I like bacon, egg, and cheese way too much. Plus, I can't wear sandals. I got a long middle toe. I'm going to have to reevaluate my whole existence because of you. But guess what? This whole time we've been talking, you never repeated yourself. I mean, I can't believe half the stuff you told me. But as far as I'm concerned, you're the same good-hearted, positive guy you always were. I'm honored to know you. Thank you so much. 
for making me see that. I owe you big time. I'm only gonna say it once. Okay, listen, I gotta pull a new one. So how about you go finish that pipe when we started, and if the foreman comes by, just tell him I'm in the bathroom. That I can't do. What's the big deal? I'm not asking for your other kidney. Listen, I have a very hard time lying to people. My, 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 my voice cracks. All right, all right. Okay, right. Just don't go having a conniption on me. He's smiling your heart, huh? It never fails. She just smiled at me. She just smiled at me. And she was no Keith Richards or any other Rolling Stone. She was a genuine fox. Could it be that easy? Could it be that easy? It sure can be. You've been listening to Deaf Dialogue. This episode was written and produced by John Nazari, performed by John and Andre Nazari, audio recording and music by Andre Nazari.